This is a public service announcement. A swarm of undead people have taken over the city. It is no longer safe to stay in your homes. Please head to your nearest emergency shelter. Should you encounter any undead, the only way to kill them is to remove the head or destroy the brain. Or spoil a movie for them. The following podcast contains spoilers for Dawn of the Dead 1978. You have been warned. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Hello. Greeting, my friend. How, Gre- how be? <laughs> I be good. How be you? Uh, word tough. W- with T-U-F-F. Too many letter. Not enough brain. Brains. Wrong movie. But yeah. in the same section, uh, I'm all right. I'm not too bad. Yeah. Got my got my tea, got my biscuits, back in my British heritage, which I've I've never been ever told that I was British in my life. So that biscuits was biscuits as in cookie or biscuits as in like <clears throat> biscuit. Like are you, you going with the, the imagination run wild for okay. that one? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. If you hear me choking, it could go either way. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Biscuits in both senses are dry. Indeed. But uh mm-hmm. while you're drinking that tea, Glenn. Oh, Any yes. movies you want to discuss that you've seen this past week? You want me to do that while I'm drinking? At the, okay. Yeah, I, I, do okay, what you I want. I don't care. I think I just burnt my upper lip, but here we are. On Thursday, we watched a little movie called Talk to Me. Um, I had not been interested in said movie, but Mike deeply was, and he talked about it before on uh, what, yes. like, Couple couple podcasts ago, uh, just very uh, Ju- brief. July tenth is when yeah July tenth is when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, so we that. saw that. I won't I won't say any little spots of what I think about the movie because you should see that and spend more time with us because that's just too kind, too yes. too swell. Um, after that, I had uh, stumbled upon uh, across. I don't know why a pause is a word, but I found it. Um, I stumbled across a little uh, kind of short film movie collection in, mm. in sorts. It's like one movie, but there's three short films within it um, yeah. of like like animated movies, kind of like Akira. Um, but the, the I'm trying to say animated like Akira, but short films. Because um, I had saw a, a little snippet of a video of the one called Magnetic Rose, and the plot seemed... Really cool, so I wanted to take a gander at that, and uh, it was so that was nice. (laughs) And seeing like the 90s uh animation back then of just basically anime, obviously, uh, it's it's I miss it, I miss the style. Not everything had to be so has to be so shiny like it is today, but you know. It is what it is. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I have two more to still watch. I got like halfway through the second one, which is called Stink Bomb, I think. Um, that was interesting so far, but everybody just is, smells the air, and they're like, well, that's fucking gross, and then falls over. Um, but after that, I had watched uh, Dawn of the Dead, which we shall get into very briefly. But, Mike, you got to tell me. You got to. Yeah. You got to tell me. There, what, there's like a noise. I can't tell if oh. it's in my 
house or outside. I'm pretty sure it's outside, but anyway. Well, that's spooky. I might be dead by the end of this. Who knows? Oh. It might be the zombie I'm swarm dead. coming to get me. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw quite a few movies. Uh, I thought it was a light week, but I ended up seeing nine, it looks like. Uh, Damn. Most most of them were, re- or about half of them were rewatches. Uh, first, I mm-hmm. rewatched Barbie because uh, my I had my mom watch my baby boy. My child. The child. Uh, so I had time to kill, but not enough time to rewatch Oppenheimer. Uh, so I rewatched Barbie. You'll see why I was thinking about rewatching Oppenheimer in a second. Uh, then I watched a movie, uh, which was another movie that I had the. Uh, it was one of my options in the country that shall not be named for a movie I could see, but I didn't see it because it wasn't Icelandic. It was Finnish, uh, and it's called Girl Picture. Uh, the the Finnish title translate to girls, 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 which you understand why they didn't use that for the English title. Yes. Uh, because it's not about strippers. Not that there'd be a problem if it was about strippers, but, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't about strippers. That title leads people to think about strippers. Uh, this was about three friends and their romantic lives. Um, and honestly, you might be like, hey, Mike, why would you want to see that? And the uh, honest question is, I... Didn't really have any interest, but it was one of the movies that uh, I could have seen. It yeah. was one of the options, and then it just kept popping up, and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll watch it. Whatever. That, and, that a boy. Yeah. Surprisingly, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, you know, it's about their romantic lives, which most people, you know, usually I write off romantic films just because yeah. it is what it is. But this was different enough uh, where, like, one of the, one of the uh, main characters... Uh, I think she's like bipolar or something. I they I, I don't know if they ever define it uh, or yeah. or say what she has, but she's like mean to people before she and doesn't realize it until it's like too late. Um, no filter. No filter, and and also just kind of like shuts people off. Uh, you know, so there's like an interesting element to it. Uh, then mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the girls is a a. European titled uh, figure skater like she's a really good figure skater and then the other girl is I believe she's asexual again they don't define it but just by what they I observed it seems like she's asexual yeah. but she's trying not to be asexual uh, so it was, it was just an interesting dynamic hmm. yeah Very I, nice. I highly suggest people check it out I was surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did uh, then I rewatched Asteroid City because I had to know where it lied now that I've seen Barbie and yeah. and, and Oppenheimer, where it lied. Uh, and funnily enough, after I watched Barbie for the second time, uh, it, it got knocked down a half a star for I was, me. I was going to say, I saw that today, and yeah. a little little man inside my body cried. I still really like Ken. Barbie, but it does not r- reward repeat viewings like Asteroid City does. Asteroid yeah. City gets better the more I watch it. Whereas Barbie, is, it's still fun every time I watch it, but it's it doesn't have the same charm, or you know the the it it doesn't have the the element of surprise anymore. That's just how mm-hmm. time works. Uh, so you know it's it is what it is. It, ha- had I not seen it again, it probably would have stayed a five star. But uh, I've seen it multiple times now. So yeah, uh, Asteroid City is great. It actually knocked Barbie down uh, from my second favorite movie of the year to my third favorite movie and now asteroid cities again my second favorite movie of the year uh i wonder what cares. could be the first uh, i don't know godland 
movie I saw in the police that should not be named. Uh, then we <laughs> ro- we watched Talk to Me. It was a rewatch for me. You discussed this already. Uh, review mm-hmm. out for uh, that on the YouTube. Then I watched Haunted Mansion by my lonesome after watching Talk to Me, but you didn't want to watch I'm, Haunted Mansion with me. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, I'm Only a so big many fan. I can handle in one night. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Haunted Mansion ride at the Disney parks. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably my favorite. I want to say it's my favorite ride there, but it's been about ten years since I've been, so I don't. I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, that was a. F- it was as good as a movie about a ride could be that doesn't have pirates in it because the first Pirates of the Caribbean is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, the the sequels to that are not great, but the first one's great. This one was fun. Uh, it had some heart. The to one it. with Davy Jones was really good. I didn't see that one, so that you know, I, I can't speak for that one. Some of the best you know, CGI to date. You know me with sequels. Come on. Um, but yeah, I have seen the CGI. That is some pretty good CGI. But yeah, Haunted Mansion. If you're a fan of Disney, you're probably going to like it a lot. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was fun. The kid is hilarious in it. Uh, uh, honestly, he's the best part. Uh, Danny DeVito is mm. also great in it. Everyone's really good in it. They had a fun time. You could tell. Uh, then with my boy, my baby child, I watched Paul's of Fury, The Legend, Legend of Hank. Um I had heard that this was based very loosely off of uh, Blazing Saddles. It is. There are parts in it that are obviously Blazing Saddles. Uh, and I believe Mel Brooks you can't got... can't put that in a kid's movie, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they replace a certain word with the word dog. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mel Brooks is actually in this. He plays the Shogun. Uh, and then he also has writing credit because of the similarities of Blazing Saddles. It's not a good movie. But it was better That's than I thought it was. What I've be, heard, if, if that if that makes sense, like, yeah, yeah, I I thought it was going to be absolute garbage. It was just kind of kind of garbage. Uh, so yeah, then I rewatched Barbie for a third time because Caitlin and I had a rare date, uh, and she wanted Three to see times that. in a row. But you gave it a four and a half. Hey, it didn't go down from a four and a half after the third watch. So, <sighs> all right, consider I'll yourself it. lucky. Um, but yeah, I, you know, yeah, it's. It's Barbie, and that's did wife enjoy. Yeah, she did. She enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it's also the first movie she's seen in theaters since September. Uh, don't wow. don't worry, darling. We saw together. Hmm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that, uh, and that's the reason I wanted to see Oppenheimer because I knew I was going to see it on Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. So I didn't want to see it three times, but I've seen it three times. It is what it is. Uh, I will see Oppenheimer <laughs> at another point. Then I watched Dawn of the Dead, which we're going to get into in just a minute. And then last night I watched a movie called Kumiko, the Treasure Hunter, which is based off of the uh, urban legend that surrounds a real woman's death. Um, this this Japanese woman was found dead in either North Dakota or Minnesota, close to Fargo, North Dakota, which is on the border of North Dakota, Minnesota. Um, so much going on in Fargo, man. Yeah, and and there. Well, that's the thing. Uh, the movie is a the urban legend, and the urban legend is that she was seeking the treasure that Steve Buscemi buried at the end of the movie Fargo. Uh, ah. And obviously, that's not true because adults can tell the difference between Fargo or between fiction and Fargo, <laughs> now fiction and nonfiction. Um, and it's kind of just based off of a conversation that the cop. Uh, had with her uh one of the cops that was uh, in the area at the time had with her and um mm-hmm. yeah kind of just spiraled out of control where it's just like 
he talked about a conversation they had. People took what he was saying as literal, uh, not just like this is the conversation they had. And, and yeah, goes from there. Really, really yeah. good movie. I liked it a lot. I liked the fact good. that uh, you know, kind of the the aspect of her using the movie Fargo as a treasure map. It was just very interesting. I highly suggest people check it out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really good movie. But that's all I saw. We have bad news, oh. unfortunate news, sad news. We do before we get into our review. Uh, of course, the day we're recording this, uh, the thirty first of July, uh, it came out. The news came out that Paul Rubens, the actor who played Pee Wee Herman, has passed away uh, from uh, after a battle with cancer. Uh, he, I loved Pee Wee Herman growing up with Pee Wee's Playhouse and, of course, uh, Big Adventure and all that. Uh, Mystery Men, one of my favorite movies, uh, and he's fantastic in that. And it's just, yeah, it's just a, a, a shame. And I'm going to miss him, honestly. He, he was a hilarious, hilarious man. Yeah, I've only ever uh i've only ever watched the one movie that he had i can't even remember when it came out but um but yeah it was that was pretty crazy to hear uh yeah. when i was doing stock today they're like oh man peewee herman died i'm like excuse me yeah that's isn't he like 40 <laughs> <laughs> he's it, he's forever 40 yeah, uh, it, it messed me up i was like whoa yeah. yes uh but yeah that's you know it's just i feel like we've lost a lot of good performers this year uh, yeah. And that one hurt more than some of the other ones, just because I mm-hmm. he was a big part of my childhood. But uh, yep. yeah, he, he's going to be missed. And I, without any further ado, now that on, we're on that downer, let's get into Dawn of the Dead. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. This situation must be controlled before it's too late. They are multiplying too rapidly. Dawn. Of the dead. Meet me on the roof at nine o'clock. Get out. I don't believe it. We're gonna get out in the chopper. We've got to survive. Somebody's got to survive. They kill for one reason. They kill for food. They eat their victims. Imagine, if you will, that something has gone terribly wrong. Shoot it, man. Now, accept the fact that there's no escaping the horrible consequences. George Romero brings back the dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. During an escalated zombie epidemic, two Philadelphia SWAT team members, a traffic reporter, and his team, or wow, his TV executive girlfriend seek refuge in a secluded shopping mall. Directed by George, or I'm sorry, directed and written by George A. Romero, it stars David Emge, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. I did look it up, but I already forget. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's Kevin... Or, oh, my God, I'm losing my shit! <laughs> Ken Forhey, Scott H. Renninger, uh, da, 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 uh, Galen Ross, and then, honestly, there's not too many. There's uh, Richard France, Howard Smith. Uh, everybody else is kind of just background. Uh, David Crawford, David Early, Daniel uh, Detrich. Uh, yeah, so this movie, uh, as last week I had stated, uh, I had just rewatched Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder one. In my childhood, I always loved that shit. It was yeah. so good. It was so, so uh, nostalgic in so many ways. And I've never watched this. I've never actually even seen a snippet of this movie, believe it or not, at all. I've seen a little um, bit of the motorcycle gang raid. 
Um, mm. That that was that always seemed the part be the part that I ke- like came in on when it was on TV. Uh, but that's all yeah. I saw of it, so I'm with you there. Yeah. So I wanted to see uh, what what inspired uh, one of my favorite movies as a teenager <laughs> growing up. Yeah. And uh, so here we are watching Dawn of the Dead. Yes. Um, uh, I have a question for you before we continue. Uh, Tell me. There were this this movie, much like uh, you know um, Blade Runner and other movies, like it has several cuts. How long mm-hmm. was the cut that you watched? Two and a half hours. Okay, Mine same was here. the complete cut. Yeah, same here. So we, we watched the same version. Um, yeah, just wanted I, I, to I, check that before we yeah, started talking about things. About, <laughs> about an hour and a half, I I had noticed, like I was reading through some of the trivias, and uh, I saw that there was uh, different different endings or different cuts or whatever, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I hope we're watching the same thing. Yeah. Um, I tend yeah, to watched, go for the longer version the no matter what. Um, yeah. Just because uh, it's usually the closest to what the director envisioned. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes they're forced to make a longer cut. That's rare, but it is the case sometimes. Uh, yeah. That's the case with uh, Ridley Scott's uh, Alien movie, um, the, mm-hmm. the first one. There's a director's cut that was not really director's cut, but after the success of the Blade Runner director's cut, they're like, make a director's cut of this. And he has like, <laughs> the director's director's cut. Yeah. Um, which um. that's the first version I watched, and it's not as good. As the theatrical mm. cut. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, the closest I had ever been to watching this movie, honestly, was uh, between the Zack Snyder one and a little little game called Dead Rising, mm-hmm. which takes full inspiration from this movie. You can tell by just so many different things. The Just the way this, the mall's laid out. Uh, all the different stores that are in the mall and just all the different outfits and such. Mm-hmm. Crazy game. Uh, fantastic. I kind of wanted to replay it during this, but that, that, that's a that's a long it's a long process that I'm not jumping in that, that little loophole there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as this movie goes, um, much different. I don't want to I'm not going to try to compare it a lot with Zack Snyder's, yeah. but it's the one that I grew up on so it's, it's gonna be i'm gonna warn you now sorry yeah, it's essentially um, it's essentially the only similarities that i remembered granted i haven't seen the Zack snyder one as soon as you have uh mm. or as close to this as you have but the only similarities that i remembered was that uh they were in a mall and maybe some people were involved with the swat team um yep. but i don't so remember the, the Zack snyder one that well the closest similarities is obviously they're in a mall. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the the character closest resembling any other character in Zach's is uh, Peter, mm-hmm. um, and he kind of resembles the cop that's in his movie, um, uh, played by Ving Rhames. Um, so that they're, I mean, they're not even. I don't even think they're the same names or anything, but they're the closest similarities to to the two. Yeah. Other than that, it opens completely different. Uh, it feels much bigger, like world-wise. Um, like you're not just stuck in the mall the whole time. Yeah. Like sure, they in Zach's they, you know, you're you're in like a neighborhood, like a nice little neighborhood, and then at the end there's you know, a boat. But like, pretty much, eighty-five percent at least of the movie, almost ninety, you're in that mall mm-hmm. and you're just not moving. This, at least the beginning, I like the way the beginning was and that you were. Um, you were following Fran at first, 
and kind of getting into like like you were finding out instead of like just montage and cuts of news uh, broadcasts and shit. I like that you were on the broadcasting floor with her as it was all. It might have been like yeah. a week after like it all yeah. started to go down, but you were down there in the broadcasting room as all this is going around with a broadcaster and a or like an anchor dude and like a scientist they're all talking about this shit and everyone in the the newsroom is just like oh, 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 fucking throwing yeah. post-its and shit and they're going nuts well, i think it's like shortly after martial law was called um mm, yeah and and uh that's why everyone's kind of angry. And I, I love the chaos of the opening scene in the news, yeah. both both with her, her part and also uh, Peter, I think the, the cop, Peter. Yeah. And Raj. His, um, yeah. Peter and Raj. Yeah. Peter and Raj. Uh, their, their part, the, the, that's one thing I feel like uh, Romero was always good at doing. It was depicting martial law. Uh, his mm. film, the crazies has a great martial, like the, the beginnings of martial law sequence yeah. where people are just breaking into or like officials are breaking into houses and uh arresting and killing people as as they need to uh, or as they mm-hmm. see they need to of course uh that's where the big morality of it comes in and uh but the, yeah the the chaos of the the newsroom sequence was just so invigorating that it, it was the best way to start um if i remember yep. correctly uh, in the very first scene in the Zack Snyder one is just a normal day. And then the next morning they wake up and the, the little girl's a zombie and, and attacks the dad. I want to say, I, I don't remember too much. Yeah. Like um, the, the husband of yeah. the, the chick whose name I can't remember. Uh, but I love how they just jump into it without mm-hmm. building anything up. It, it's, it builds the world before it builds any of the characters. And I think that is something that a lot of, films don't do anymore and and i wish they would do more of because it it really just gets you into it at like Mm -hmm. as fast as possible and then you learn about the characters along the way um and and you're introduced to them in in great ways such as uh peter killing the one racist cop that's just shooting black people because martial law was declared uh, Don't forget the Puerto Ricans too. Oh, and the Puerto Ricans. He was excuse very me. upset about the Puerto Rican guys. Yeah, too. excuse me. Um, and uh, so, like, it's it's just it it was a great way to sh- for Romero to show that like at this point in time, bad people mm-hmm. are outing themselves as bad people, and good people are remaining yep. good people, and uh, it show it, it immediately like builds this tension of you can't trust anyone. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, I think that was just great. Um, sorry, I've been rambling, but I, I, I no, love, it's... I love the beginning of this. It, I love that it, it shows, cause a lot of zombie movies forget that while other than families and relatives and friends, mm-hmm. zombies were people. And even though these cops, uh, have no reason to be, uh, you know, in the movie, sympathetic or, uh, sympathetic or remorseful you could tell that killing these people legitimately is haunting them to the point where one of them actually kills himself in within yeah. the, the chaos and i think that's something that's often forgot is because like everyone's afraid of strangers to some extent but then these mm-hmm. people who are tasked with killing any zombie that they find 
other than the the racist one are just like yeah. man this sucks like what if they find a cure then this person's dead or whatever uh, they have yep. this internal struggle none of it's ever verbal it's just internal and i thought it was it mm. was great it was for for a a horror movie that was made in the in the height of schlocky horror movies in the 70s i thought oh, it was great oh yeah um yeah i think straight up like right off the get go i think the dynamic between uh Roger and Peter mm-hmm. just was solid from the beginning yeah they were my favorite two for at the good hour or so that that they were in the movie uh Fran i really i really liked because genuinely she wasn't like she really solidified herself after like they were they were held up in the mall and like she like put her foot down that she was not just going to be just some like yeah. how they how they see a woman in their eyes she wanted to like hold her own and like her being pregnant didn't like hold her back from anything else she wanted yeah. to be a part of it and i i really gained a lot of respect just from you know cuz it's so easy to just write you know the basic basic lady yeah. basic lady screams it's almost as if I that's also, a, a continuing problem within screenwriters yeah uh, well i also read that he uh george wanted her to do that and she's like fuck no yeah <laughs> the the gay or galen she was like no she's a strong I, independent woman i love <laughs> actresses that do that first of all steven and francine are completely useless at the beginning of this movie oh my god and of course grow from there yeah but uh, actresses that stand up like uh, i don't want to say stand up to directors but maybe shine light on a, a thing that directors might not have seen before uh like yeah. with the movie the menu uh, when when uh, Anya Taylor Joy's character when or when Nicholas Holt's character is shown to have brought her in, even though he knows that they're all gonna die, the mm-hmm. director wanted her to just sit there and cry, and she was like, "No, I feel like I'd jump across the fucking table here," and that is such a better scene yeah. because of it. Uh, and yeah. I, I, it's a shame that actresses have to speak up and be like, "Let's give me some three dimensional character here." Uh, mm-hmm. But I love it when they do because it's usually right for the film, and, and it is in this case as well. Yeah, I think this, the strongest developments for me were uh, Roger and Peter, and and then uh, Franny that uh, grew into her own re- really quick. Um, I fucking hated Stephen for a good portion of this movie. I'm not gonna lie about it. There's not a moment where I was like, hmm, I kind of like that. I liked his outfit in the beginning. It was a little show-offy, but I liked his outfit. Mm-hmm. But I never liked Steven almost throughout this whole movie. <laughs> um, I won't even lie about it. I'm he sorry. He was definitely the one I liked the least, but I I did start liking him when he became more he- helpful. But then like mm-hmm. that was such a short amount of time before it went from him being helpful to him being stupid and risky. Yeah. That ended up getting him him killed. There was um, there was a small breath of fresh air where like him and Peter kind of like are on good grounds again and like they they are tight with each other. Yeah, and then he just starts fucking it up again. I'm like, dude, you had a good moment, man. Yeah. You had it. Yeah. So like, I I started to like him more and more uh, throughout that, and but then yeah, it was short lived before he fell off mm-hmm. and started just dicking around again. Um, now I think I think the actor uh, David Emge was like he was good. Oh yeah, it's like, absolutely good the, it's the character. It's not it's not the yeah, actor. It's the, the, character. the character is a piece of poo, mm-hmm. man. He was he was something. I'll I'll say that. Um, going going back to like the more of like how this was more of an open world. Um, I enjoyed a lot of it, 
uh, like them going and kind of like securing up the building with uh, tractor trailers and stuff like that and seeing Roger, you know, slowly lose his mind because like, whoa, this is so much fucking fun. Killing, killing these zombies and shit. Let's go drive a truck. And he started like losing his mind a little bit. Yeah. So it kind of got him to develop more as, as that. Uh, not in the best way, but I liked the open world, but I feel like a lot of it lingered too long on being out in the open world where where uh sorry i'm gonna compare again to zach's to zach's i feel like they were only ever in the mall and then nothing they were just in the mall they did their montage of like shit you do with the mall and then that was then they went to the boat like sure they had their stuff with the guy across the street at the gun shop but they never explored like oh what can we try to do outside but it didn't help because Zach's zombies are also different from this. You can do whatever the fuck you want in this Were one. they fast zombies in that? They, yeah, there were no World War Z zombies, but they were much faster. Like, they actually did run. Were they Were they and, as fast or a little bit slower than 28 Days Later? Because 28 uh, Days Later is what started the fast zombie thing. To be honest, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Okay. I feel like they were probably on the same pace. Yeah, or, the, or it was like um, as fast as humans could go. Not yeah. like World War Z, where they're otherworldly now. Yeah, yeah, no, that not that far, but like I think definitely on the same pace. And I know if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I think obviously there's there's different types of zombies, ones that will actually put up fights in Zach's, so it's harder to explore outside of the yeah. mall. Whereas this, you could like but, juke them and weave them and yeah, this, push you could them be like, away oh, from you. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, with this, with this, like you got to explore more, but it it felt hard to feel risk when you know yeah, Roger escaped death like 38 times before it actually happened yeah um so it was hard to sit there and go oh he's actually gonna get bit this time oh he's actually gonna get bit this time yeah. oh he's actually gonna bit this time because it kept happening where so it, it was it was hard seeing like a, you wish there was like more of a medium between the two like George's open world was just too easy and there's like they spent too much time on doing those things and then, like, then again, we did watch the complete cut, so we watched two and a half hours of said movie. Yeah, I and think then, a lot of it could be cut off in the beginning. Um, yeah, because they, and they then, fly via helicopter from uh, Philadelphia to around the Pittsburgh area. Um, yeah, and then Zach's is just too short of time and not enough going on. Yeah, so it it makes it difficult. So I wish there was like a middle ground between the two. Yeah. Zach's zombies, but George's open world. As far as yeah. that went, um, um, I do. Ahead, I sorry. do love uh, the, my favorite part of the world in this is when they turn on the TV and it's showing that debate that they're having. Uh, it's yeah. it's a continued debate where like they're debating uh, whether or not the zombies are can be considered human anymore. Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like again nowadays things are dumbed down a lot where they're just like. Oh, zombie bad. Uh, which yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. For as for every zombie movie, except for maybe uh, 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 I Am Legend, where they they find a cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, every zombie movie in in that is like, or I think that might be the director's cut that they find a cure. I don't remember if they find I, a cure. <laughs> I think it, it's definitely the director's uh, cut. But they well, there's that. Well, that's anyway. A whole thing. Anyway, they, they, <laughs> most zombie movies do not find a cure. So it's like that is something, especially in the beginning, which this is, people would continue to discuss uh, the the morality of killing these people because they they might find a cure at some point. 
uh, and the the debate of people being hopeful versus realistic, and uh, that's something that I really miss in modern zombie movies. Um, yeah, and the 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 way they did it of showing like the uh, the the that TV, even though it was like very pared down TV, they were they were still like a world out there. Uh, that was the best part of the world building. I do think, like you said, one of my notes was that uh, it made me appreciate how fast they got to the mall in the Zack Snyder one. Again, yeah. we're watching the complete cut. I don't know what the theatrical cut was like, um, mm-hmm. but uh, the it's just kind of crazy to me uh, with the world they build with this. How there are so many sequences in this where the zombie extras are put in situations that would make me nervous and they, they just trust wholeheartedly. Yeah. Like cars driving by Car, and shit yeah, like that. Cars, trucks driving by really fast by them. Uh, I don't know how they did it and if they actually used a real helicopter blade or not, but one zombie gets the top of his head cut off from a helicopter. Yeah. And, and it's very impressive for the time. Uh, and it looks like they just m- made sure that they got the measurements right. But I know that's that that's insane. That's crazy. So why would they do that? It was probably that? like a perspective thing. Like, and then like yeah, they had like a, a mold on the top of his head and just yanked it as yeah. soon as he got to his position yeah. or but something like, like that. But like, it's very impressive regardless. And oh, uh, 100%. and I, the I think the zombie performers obviously you have some weak ones, but the strong zombie performers in this are very mm-hmm. strong. Uh, and despite having kind of the worst makeup I've ever seen in a zombie movie. Uh, yeah. Not not to knock on that too hard. I I get it. It's a low budget movie, but it's just well. He also Smurfs. in uh, Night of the Dead, um, everything was black and white in that. And then I guess mm-hmm. he just kept it. I I was reading the trivia here. He kept it gray, and then of course on film it turned out to be blue. He's like, oh, I fucking hated that decision. Yeah, I, I believe terrible. this was the last one that they were blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it just it does not look good in on color film. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the the performers did it like really well for for what they they were doing. Mm-hmm. I uh, I, I was just I'm sitting here thinking like, of all the malls, like all the malls that are around us now, right? Mm-hmm. It, it they don't compare to you ever wanting to be in a zombie apocalypse, like a mall in the 70s or 80s. <laughs> well, malls nowadays don't have things that can sustain life. Yep. They're they're either sure you can you can go to Annie Ann's or uh, you know uh, Jake's Wayback or whatever or yeah. Yeah, Shake Shack but it's not going to hold you very long anymore. Nope. <laughs> no. The the mall that you have a better chance. At I'm airports. assuming you went to Exton Square Mall as a kid, right? Yeah, of course. That one is now like other than Round One and Macy's, I think is the only one still open. Barren Wasteland. It's it's like ninety percent urgent cares. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of tux shops and yeah, it's that's it's really so it. sad. I went to this uh, this glow golf thing where it's like in the old Abercrombie and Fitch. It smelled of stale Axe body spray. Uh, yeah. There were 54 holes, 37 of which were the exact same. It was the saddest thing ever, and that was the last time I went to that mall. And it makes me uh, sad, other than Round One because Round One's dope. Yeah, uh, but there's I'm pretty sure that American Eagle is still there, but there's there's it is not. Yeah, I think uh, the restaurants are still there too. Yeah, those um, are still there. That's the they're doing. Yeah, but like just the fine. stores, I, I stopped going as soon as uh, Fye and Suncoast Video closed down. 
Uh, hot, I stopped really going when JC Penny there. left. I'm assuming Hot, hot Topics, topics still there. there. Zoomies is still there. Yeah. Uh, Paxon is still there. Just the basic, like, where you know people are going to shop. Those are yeah. still there. But, you know, it's not what it once was. Not, again, going back to survival, not that when I was a kid, not that it would have been a good time to survive then mm-hmm. <laughs> either because it's all just clothing shops. But, uh, yeah, crazy, right? Just bunkers. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I, I wasn't too big of a fan of was the bikers. That um, was just weird. It felt like they were just like, oh, this needs some action. Let's throw the bikers in there. And then it lasted under- too long. Yeah. And I was kind of clowned like looters or something or raiders or anything like that. Um, but what I was honestly really hoping for was just the dead overrunning the mall and them having to get out. Yeah. Um, I was hoping for that more. I mean, obviously, that's kind of a generic ending, but um, I would have much rather of that than having the bikers. Well, there was just Nazis a weird too. turn. They, they, they Nazis, had, yeah. yeah, the whole thing. Uh, they were like, wow, look at my swastika. It was just like, it just seemed like campy because there's that one guy with the sombrero who yeah. was checking his blood pressure <laughs> but got pulled away. And then when he was well, about to die, went to check his blood pressure. Well, like it took he me went to the blood pressure thing as he had zombies around him. That's so there what was I'm like saying. no point for him to do That's that. He I'm just saying. was like, you know what? I'm going to die. Let's check it. Uh, Rips his arm off. Yeah, it was. It's just, it, you could just feel that they were sitting around being like, what bits could we have? There's, um, there's so many bits. And my favorite one, though, is um, they, had, they had a bunch where like maybe they're like smacking a zombie or something crazy mm-hmm. or just something f- in funny ways. My favorite is when the uh when roger gets his gun taken away by one of the zombies while they're trying to put up the door and so like this zombie and you'll see it multiple times throughout the movie you'll just see this zombie carrying an m16 around not using it just holding it pointing it at himself i believe yeah pointing at himself sometimes but like he's got it he's just in his hands and he's kind of holding it like this my favorite thing is you'll see it throughout the whole movie he's just holding it there's multiple different shots, and then at the end, super campy, Peter uh, is, like, going to attack him, and then, like, the zombie takes the other gun, or uh, Peter gets gives him the gun or something, mm-hmm. and the zombie now has both of them, and he's, like, looking at the M16, looking at the rifle that he just got, and just throws the M16 and just starts carrying around the rifle. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. I think this this movie's They're definitely comedic way, yeah, I think there, it works with the comedic parts, but I think it was way too comedic and not enough, yeah. you know, thrill within it. When uh, the bikers were coming into the mall, did you recognize that music? I recognized that there was a couple songs within it, but it was like one of the first ones. In that when I, the bikers are coming in, it's the same music that Monty Python and the Holy Grail uses for its its uh, credit music. And, yeah. like, the second I heard it, I was like, well, now I can't take this seriously <laughs> at all. It's like, do-ding! <laughs> yeah, there was... That that whole section was just Yeah, it just weird. It slows down pretty significantly once Roger dies. There are some good moments of emotion, especially from Peter, once Roger dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just, like, comes to a screeching halt with the bikers. But then the second the bikers leave, it, it immediately gets better. So it's just yeah. kind of weird, and and I don't know. 
I just don't know what the thought process was behind that other than to change it up. I mean, they definitely needed something to happen uh, there, but I feel like, and again, this could be like a budget thing. They didn't want to do makeup for all these people. I feel like just uh, uh, a huge horde of zombies trying to come after them and you still get the same effect. Yeah. Well, I, they, they I could lean like... in. They could lean into the line that they said where people were just doing what they did when they were alive. Yeah, uh, and like people went to the mall, especially in the seventies. So it could just mm-hmm. be like an overwhelming swarm of zombies just trying to get in, and they they notice as time goes on that it gets more and more and more. Then a door breaches, uh, yeah. or something. You know, they they find a way to to, to get around it. They just want those fucking sales, dude. Well, I mean, the the main biker that they showed was, uh, I believe his name's Tom Savini. Yes. Uh, He he does a lot of special effects makeup and was friends with uh, George A. Romero. Um, (laughs) Where is he? I just remembered another bit from that part where, uh, while you're looking that up. Yeah, Tom Savini. I think Tom Savini's like, he has one of those fucking switchblades where it's a comb, <laughs> yeah. and he's and he just starts. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna get in there," and then starts brushing or like combing his his mustache, and then the other dude's just like, "What the fuck is that?" He's like, "It's a switchblade comb. Never seen one before." He's just like, "It's fucking weird." <laughs> like that was so like just random that they it, it was probably improvised, and yeah. he's like, "Well, I got to keep that in." That was yeah. hilarious. I have. I love that. Part. I have a switchblade comb. I used to. Yeah. It's been a long time, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have too much else to say. It, it, there's there's a lot more emotional impact than I expected there to be. Uh, because we watched the two-and-a-half-hour versions, it does drag in some places. Yeah. Uh, but personally speaking, uh, I haven't seen the, the Zack Snyder one in a long time, but I feel like I like this one more. I can't say for sure until I rewatch the Zack Snyder one. They're both um, different. They they are very different. They are different. I I I like the charm of this one more, where yeah. I feel where the other one's more for like sex appeal. And yeah, gore. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this one's just um, it's just charming. It's a low budget charming horror movie. The I, the one thing I have kind of left to say about this is like the ending. Um, you could tell they were setting up for like, and I, I wish I wish movies did this more where. Um, it looked like it was setting up for like a bad ending, just like a not happy ending at all. Yeah. Um, where, you know, uh, zombies or, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Steven, Steven ends up getting infected, uh, turns into a zombie. One of the, definitely the best zombie walk in that movie. Oh yeah. Uh, hands down. That's zombie actually period. Well, I thought that they were going to show that he still has some humanity in him because he closed the door. Yeah, like I thought it was gonna be like a I'm still in here kind of situation, but it wasn't. But <laughs> mm-hmm. no, he he went completely the other way. Yeah, I I really liked his zombie. He was a great zombie. Yeah. Um, but after that, like he sent he brings like a horde of zombies up to like uh, where they're staying up on the top floor of the mall, and then you they're like overrunning their area. Um, uh, Fran gets to the helicopter. And uh, Peter's stuck in the room, and he, like, puts a gun to his head as soon as the zombies start to break in. And you could tell they were setting up for a bad ending. And then they they just didn't go through with it. Yeah. Understandable. But it was it would have been really cool to see that, just how crazy that would have been for an ending in 78. Yeah. would have been, you know, game-changing a little bit. But it they go from that, like, setting that up to just going super ham- 
just super hammy. And, like, he's doing... Uh, fucking Peter's going, doing karate chops on zombies and shit, and he's walking around, he's doing a double, double kick in the air and shit. Mm-hmm. It got so cheesy really fast, and then the music did not help at all. Yeah. And meanwhile, Fran's just sitting in the helicopter like this. I feel like we we really live in the the highest point of music scores because music yeah. scores were really campy up until like the oh mid, my mid or the the nineties really. So like it was setting up like this whole thing is just like a dark dark ending, and then it just kicks into this campy music, and then like it gets once he gets in the chopper they're flying away, and then like it's like do 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 do. I know that's yeah. like the Indiana Jones thing, but it's like do 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 do. It's yeah. like all happy, like they just got oh yeah we just got out of that. That was fucking sick. I I hated that. I feel like it would have been better. I under I understand that they did that. Yeah. But they made it so campy that it didn't feel like it was worth it. I feel like it would have been better if they set up Peter being suicidal earlier. Yeah, as soon as Roger. If they also gave him a reason to not go through with it. Uh, Yeah, like like you know, thinking about how Francine now has this child on the way with no man anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, like anything just to make but, sure you know, that it, she's okay yeah um, you know but it, it, yeah, is it is what it is i guess uh, the, the very last thing i will say is that i thought we were in for a very very long movie which we were but like a, a, which a, we a feeling long yeah. movie when uh peter says that he left a couple of brothers behind and francine goes real brothers or street brothers yeah <laughs> yeah that was bad and the way Peter handles that is just so classy. He just kind of smiles, thinking, he just goes, this dumb bitch. And then goes, both. both. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. it was so crazy. It was just like, oh, no, why'd you say that? Oh, Francine, don't be weird, uh, dude. Yeah. But uh, I, I will say with, with Zach's on that part, mm-hmm. uh, Ving Rhames, like, he, like, he's actively trying to go find, like, his brothers at first. Yeah. Like he hel- he helps them out in the mall, and then he's like, "All right, I'm getting the fuck out of here." And then they convince him to stay, because the fort that his brothers were at just was overrun, and yeah. that's what convinced him to stay. But they did. I like Zach's because he like Peter never thought about his brothers after that conversation. Yeah, like I it mean, was never mentioned or anything. I I I like George A. Romero, but I feel like he forgets a lot of stuff when he writes. Like he'll say yeah. things and then then just never bring them up again. Granted, I'm not a a major connoisseur of his films, uh, but the few that I've seen, I've noticed that he sets things up and then just abandons them. Um, Listen, I'm just I'm just very happy he's got very strong black leads in his movies. Yeah. that's what that's what I care yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's always been his movies is, have always fought racism of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Which which was you know much appreciated, um, yeah. but yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. Uh, neither do I. Yes. I think we're we're solid. So that does it for a review of Dawn of the Dead, nineteen seventy eight. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid and Glenn. This was eh? your choice, so you get to go first. Ooh. Does this go on the shelf? Uh, um. I think the thing that's holding this back is a lot of its campy flaws. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and of course the runtime that we, the one that we watched, the complete cut, maybe overstayed its welcome. Uh, I'm curious what the, like just theatrical one was like, yeah. cause it was like half an hour shorter. Um, but I think even watching that one, I would still probably say that it overhams itself in a lot of parts and it's, it's, it's just enough to make me say no. Mm-hmm. I think if you're watching this as a companion to the Zach one, I think it's a good blend of both to watch and be like, oh, there's a movie out there that's perfect with both of these traits. Um, but as e- each one on its own, I would say no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Not that we were reviewing as a Snyder. But. <laughs> well, I, I would I was going to say that it does go on the shelf. Oh. Um, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I mm-hmm. feel that it is iconic enough to put on. There are enough elements in this where I'm just, uh, it kind of just like took me off guard with how, how good it worked uh, for me, at least. Uh, not, it, it inspired a lot of media. Yeah, exactly. It, it, there's there's uh, lots of, you know, iconic moments in this and, and things. That, and yes, it has its camp. Uh, but you know, if, if you hadn't already said no, I would say, well, I, I'm still saying yes, but it has to be unanimous, this unanimous decision. Sorry guys. It's all right. I'm a piece of shit. Uh, but I am <laughs> glad that you said that the Zack Snyder version would also not go on, uh, yeah. because the, they are in my mind equal, if not this one better, uh, different, yeah. different mind you. Uh, but that one's that one's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I, I I'm like pretty it. sure there's a lot of people who don't. I like, like that it one. too. James Gunn helped write it, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's. It, I feel like this has some of the emotional moments that that one misses, and then yeah. that one has the flow that this one needs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I would say yes, but of course it needs to be unanimous. Unanimous. So Dawn of the Dead 1978 does not go on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. But guess mm-hmm. what? That brings cool. us to next week's assignment, and it is Streaming wow. Roulette Week. I that feel like is. we just did this two weeks ago. We <laughs> Time, uh, it's got wings. It's, it's flying. It, it does fly. Uh, it's crazy. So for those of you who don't know, of course, every three weeks, uh, we do Streaming Roulette, which where, where we spin a very real wheel three times spin it three times and it lands on a movie that is in one of the streaming services we subscribe to and we pick whichever one of those three or we just pick one that's related it really depends something like that we've, uh, we've, we we twisted the rules a little bit a couple, last time. A couple of times we twisted the rules but we yeah. tried to pick one of the three that lands it lands on so without any further ado here comes the first spin a fan this is looks like it's a bollywood movie fan from 2016 uh, going to be on uh, Amazon Prime, directed by yep. Banish Sharma, written by Banish Sharma, Habib Faisal, uh, Sharat Kataria, uh, starring Shah Rukh Khan, Shira Pilgayonkar, Sayani Gupta, and Walusha D'Souza. Apologize if I mispronounce any of those. Uh, Gaurav develops an obsession with a movie star who looks just like him. He goes to Bombay to meet his idol, but he refuses to grant him five minutes of his time. Gaurav is enraged and plots to destroy his hero. Uh, again, that is, yeah, that is on Amazon. 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 2 hours, 22 minutes. Uh, and yeah, so that is the first one, fan. Here mm-hmm. comes spin number two. Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, God. I've seen this. I have not. This 
is on uh, Prime Video with the channel Cinemax. Let's see if it's anywhere else. It's uh, oh yeah, it's just on Max. So should I spin again? Pretty sure it's pretty sure it's just on Max. Okay, which I don't have. Is that. HBO Max? Oh, is it? No, it's a Cinemax. It says Max for me. What? Are you are you googling? Yep. Okay. Uh. And it is on there. Okay. So yeah, dear Evan Hansen. Uh, it's going to be on Max, directed by <laughs> Stephen Chbosky, written by Stephen Levinson. Two Stevens spelled differently, one PH, one V. Uh, Whoa. Starring, Mortal Enemies. Yes. Starring Ben Platt, uh, Julianne Moore, Caitlin D- Dever, Amy Adams, Danny Pino, uh, Amandla Stenberg, Colin Ryan. Uh, I feel like there's one other person in this that's worth mentioning, uh, but I'm not seeing them. So that we're going to stare. Uh, stop there. The film adaptation of the Tony and Grammy Award winning musical about Evan Hansen, a high school senior with social anxiety disorder and his journey of self-discovery and acceptance after a classmate's suicide. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we said, that's going to be on Max, and we did not have a long discussion about that. We found that out immediately. Didn't. Not a peep. Yes, so Dear Evan Hansen <laughs> is our second choice. Here comes spin number three. It looks like we have another Bollywood movie. Kapoor and Sons. That's a double O in Kapoor. Yep. Got it. And so... All right. It's going to be on Prime and Netflix. Prime and Netflix, directed by Shakun Batra, written by Shakun Batra, Aisha Devitre, and Spandin Mishra, uh, starring Rishi Kapoor, Rajat Kapoor, Ratnab Pathak Shah, uh, and Fawad Khan. Uh, Fawad Khan, he sounds familiar. Is he in something... Uh, nothing that I've seen that's at least in the, the top ones uh, the story about two brothers who visit their dysfunctional family for their grandfather's birthday party uh, so that is our second or third spin so we have Kapoor and Sons Dear Evan Hansen and Fan I was <laughs> I was so excited for Street Kings that so didn't I. we didn't talk about it all <laughs> oh yeah um, that, that was not a spin that it's, yeah. That's the first we, time we just we just talked about it. <laughs> that's the first time that uh, that realgood.com has failed us. Yeah. Because um, oh my god. Out of the three, I'm leaning fan. Yeah. Um. Uh, I have seen Dear Evan Hansen. It's mm-hmm. okay, but it's also kind of weird that uh, he's playing a teenager when he's like almost thirty. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that I mean that's nitpicking, of course. Uh, <laughs> fan, yeah. I just ha- I just have no interest in seeing it at all. They're, I mean, yeah, they're all two two hours fifteen minutes at the least. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess we're going with fan then. Fan looks like it could be the most fun. Yeah, it could be. And some Bollywood. My only problem with Bollywood movies is that they're long and have random musical breaks that I know is part of the culture, but I it's not. Yeah. It's something that irritates me. But I deal well, with it. I, there's been some really good ones. Like, Stree was good. Uh, yeah. Um, the the one that was based on Hamlet that we watched, uh, that the name's escaping me, that was good, too. So, mm-hmm. Fan is our pick fan. for next week. That, of course, is going to be on Amazon Prime Video. Fan. <laughs> 
fan. Thank you everyone for listening and watching. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we stalk the, the celebrities that look like us, which for me is Tyler Labine. And for Glenn is the guy from Modern Family. Yep. And now I'm getting older, so I'm going to hear it probably more. I actually haven't heard it in a while. Yes. But I feel like if I shaved my beard, <laughs> I would get Cam more. Uh, yeah. But because I have a I beard, don't know. I look like, I really do look like Tyler Labine. Yeah, you significantly if, do. If he was more overweight and uh, 10, 15 years younger, however much <laughs> younger he is, or how older I, he is. Oh, no idea. Yeah. Goodbye, yeah. everybody. Bye-bye.